0: Welcome to my podcast, In The Know, my series of interviews with amazing people doing amazing things as I travel around the world of Notel. Hello and welcome to In The Know, where I, Amal Sarva, the founder of Notel, interview the interesting people that I bump into and get from them advice on building the world's greatest media company. And today I have my guest. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: I'm Shira Atkins. Namaste.
0: Welcome. And Shira, I regard, and we're going to find out whether she really is so helpful, but um, I regard her as one of the leaders of the podcast movement and someone who can help me understand how to turn this small project into something much bigger. Why do you think I have that impression?
1: Because I'm overly confident, or perhaps just the right amount of confidence. Oh,
0: really? (laughs) (laughs) No, you have, like, a business about this. You have some kind of company.
1: Yeah, so I just started a company called Wonder Media Network last mm. summer. WMN for short, which is like women.
0: Yeah, right. And the wonder presumably has in mind this great woman hero. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And the wonder that I have for the world. Um, so we started the company initially because we wanted to tell the stories of women who were running for the House of Representatives last fall. Oh, how cool. We felt like that story was incredibly undercovered. Um, the record number of women, the record number of women, but who are these women? Why are there so few women in office to begin with? What might change if more women get elected? What are the particular impediments that face these women? And also, how insane is it to like pick up your life if you haven't been in politics before and decide to get into the political arena? Um, and we felt that podcast was a particularly good medium to do that. Uh, so initially, I sort of wanted it to happen with CNN or Politico because to get into the podcast space as you're experiencing if you're not a celebrity or attached to a network finding an audience is really difficult because discoverability is pretty crappy and there the podcast platforms themselves are all really just based on curation the notion that there's algorithm is false um so i thought that partnering with a larger media entity would be good for us uh No one was particularly interested, which could have been a combination of the fact that my partner and I were nobodies at the time.
0: Were you, you weren't journalists or something? How'd you come to it?
1: So Jenny, my partner, was a total rising star, award-winning journalist at Bloomberg News. Um, yeah. I met Jenny. Yeah, you met Jenny.
0: In Austin, when we were together for South by.
1: Yeah. She's incredible incredibly talented, and was hosting a podcast at Bloomberg, which is how she became expert in the space and fell in love with audio. I was just a sort of avid consumer.
0: So you guys connected a year and a bit ago, or around a year ago, and you thought, all right, this is our story, we're going to do this thing. Yeah. And you went and found these women candidates and said, hey, can we interview you and like tell your story, whatever?
1: So Jenny's mom decided to run for Congress. Oh, amazing. In North Carolina, where ah. she's from. And we had, so therefore, we had a pretty good connection. <laughs> and there was a band of women that sort of came together. They all were supporting each other, going to the same events. Many of them shared a lot of donors, amplifiers, places like Emily's List, um, Emerge America, Run For Something, She Should Run, all of these organizations that were helping women run and giving them the tools to run. Um, and so they would be on group chats with each other. And so we were able to get to people like Abigail Spanberger um, oh, yeah, she
0: was a high-profile one.
1: Yeah, she's incredible. Chrissy Houlihan, who also won. And then we just did a ton of outreach. We just reached out. and
0: So the uh, the hero sets out, the inciting incident, yeah. and then the journey was, how did you start getting interesting people to respond to you? And this was this outreach process. Yeah. So you'd call them and they'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll do some media. And you'd yeah. like interview them on the phone or Skype yeah. or something like that?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And for candidate for local candidates which even though congressional is obviously nationwide and federal and all of that there it's hard to get national attention. I mean this year was unique and there's a ton of attention on the midterm. I generally. mean amazing.
0: It was such a colossal outcome too, right? So yeah. like the story that you picked turned out to be a, an amazing thing to have picked. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and we were able to create partnerships with other podcasts and get attention through
0: so you started interviewing all these people, and you did them, or your partner did them? Jenny did them. Uh-huh.
1: So Jenny creates the content, I sell the content. Huh. Broadly speaking.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. So can we talk business? So you've yeah. been working on it for six or eight months. By the time the election happens, it's amazing. You guys are up all night. Uh, you know, the morning after, you're like, "Wow, we had all these candidates who won. This is insane." Then what happened? Because presumably the people who won, like searches for them, must have popped or something. Like maybe you put a bunch of recordings in, in you know, up and people got famous, that you had already recorded, did that, was that a thing that was happening over the course of the election, through the election day?
1: Definitely. Um, there was also the fact that Jenny's mom lost, um, which was a good story to tell, and we had the inside ability to tell that story in a really raw and beautiful way, um, so that was the episode after the election, was, so mom, sitting on your bed, (laughs) how do you feel, what was that like, um... So that was one of our most listened to episodes. Um, But what I will say is, when we created this company, this was one story that we wanted to tell. Broadly speaking, we want to tell the stories that aren't told very often. So women is one piece of this. There has yet to be a successful women's media company that is born out of politics rather than fashion beauty or lifestyle. There have been certainly attempts. Um, And so we knew that we were gonna wrap up Women Belong in the House. We thought perhaps we would do Women Belong in the White House when the time came. Oh, my God,
0: yeah. I mean, um, that th- that interview when you talk about Jenny's mom sitting on the bed giving the download, that's the story I wish I had heard the day after with Hillary the year before yes. or whatever, two
1: years before. Yeah. Yes, me too. There were a couple episodes like that that emerged that were too heartbreaking to hear, but <laughs> yes. So Okay, so it's the next so we day. Fin- so we finished Women Belong in the House. Mm-hmm. We, we wrapped that up. Um, and that
0: was like a series.
1: That was a, yeah, so, so we did 15 different candidates. We did a bunch of bonus episodes. We did some post-election work. So in the end, it was about 25 episodes that we And
0: created. at that point, had you made a business, or you had just gone through the motions of understanding how to produce media? You know, like, when, next time you have an idea, you'll know how to record and how to get people and line them up and how to write and how to edit and then maybe how to market. Like, because that is a thing. You were making the product. For
1: sure. We, this is an iterative process. <laughs> iterative. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we were making the business as we continue to make the business as we do the business and so I was marketing the entire time I was developing relationships I was doing swaps with other podcasts with adjacent audiences we were getting press I was going to events Um, Jenny was reporting this thing the way that we got audience was through all of the other effort that we did a newsletter social media channels Mm -hmm. we're in many ways a traditional media company and we have this other part of the business that we have been developing which is that we are an audio agency so we create original content that is focused on women and other underrepresented voices at this intersect between politics business and Mm -hmm. culture which is broad but that's the framework which
0: is the future of media i think in general, as opposed to ad-supported. But maybe we can speak first about how you yeah. were promoting your original content. Yeah. So now looking back on the different techniques you used, what, what's your advice for me? Remember, I'm trying to build, and it's from a humble beginning, in the know is yeah. not listened to, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that you do that is excellent is you bring on incredible guests, of which I am not one. Well, right, I was going
0: to say, you're right, <laughs> so you're I, right, you maybe, maybe I
1: have some wisdom to offer, perhaps, but I don't have a large audience. You have brought on some people like Amy Cuddy that have incredibly large audiences. Figuring out how to leverage those people's audiences in a way that's easy for them. So pre-writing the tweets that they should share. It sounds really simple, but it's super helpful for them. Um, That's what's going to drive. The other thing, though, that's interesting about podcasts specifically is it is a word-of-mouth medium. So the reason that advertisers are flocking to podcasts is because... When you hear from a friend that you should buy whatever deodorant or whatever pair of jeans, you're like, oh, my friend wants me to, they like it, I should, I'll like it. So when you hear a host, like Guy Raz, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you feel is your BFF because he's in your ears all the time, it's like, oh, Guy Raz wants me to get a Quip toothbrush, I should get a Quip toothbrush. And he told me every single day for the past
0: Yeah. And these really integrated (laughs) messages, too, I guess, are a trend that I'm noticing. Like, Malcolm Gladwell's one is bizarre. Like, he'll just make up a crazy story and tell a joke and stuff, and it'll be about some bed or something like that.
1: Right. But that's part of his shtick. So, when he talks about Fiji water, you're sort of like, oh, the aspirational, deep quality of his imagining the springs. And you're like, it's not. Can you imagine Malcolm Gladwell standing by some spring in New Zealand? Like, probably not.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, yeah,
0: Yeah. so with enough audience and with enough trust on the host with a lot of listeners right. repeating, presumably you can have some kind of impact. And exactly. I suppose advertisers pay for reach in those cases. Did you guys sell any ads at this point?
1: So we have sold ads. Mm-hmm. Our current show that's out, Web of Women, is exclusively sponsored by Skype. Mm. Um, I do not sell based on impressions. The reason I don't sell based on impressions is, A, we are a new media company, and so it wouldn't behoove us to do Mm -hmm. so. And B, I think it's a broken model. Yeah,
0: well, and your impact is beyond, like, the direct listens, Exactly.
1: And I want advertisers that care about the content, so they'll also be supporting us and helping us to find reach. And it looks good for them to be attached Mm -hmm. to our work. So I sell almost exclusively to organizations that have not yet done advertising in the podcast space. Um, And I bring them into the fold. And for them, this is a great first entry because we're quite flexible and nimble. Mm -hmm. Um, But the place that I was going before, just quickly, is because it's a word-of-mouth medium, the same way that I'll buy an electric toothbrush based on a host's recommendation, I'll also go listen to another podcast based on a host's recommendation. So the first shout-out that we got was from Kara Swisher. So I'm friends with a bunch of folks at Vox. We got to Kara. She was like, oh, this new women's meeting company. I'm not going to interview them. I want to give them a full episode, which is something that you should do. You should be a guest on every single business podcast, philosophy podcast. Oh, and I should shout out
0: my podcast. And you should (coughs) say,
1: well, you should say, I'm a mole. I'm the CEO of Notel. This is what Notel does. And then Mm -hmm. people will go, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, But also, you should go listen to In The Know. And if Kara Swisher tells people to go listen to In The Know, Mm -hmm. people are going to go listen to In The Know.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, the ad in an app for another app. For a long time, in mobile, that has been the highest ad spend category. It's just people promoting other apps. And then there's some apps that are very easy to monetize, and I guess those are the ones that end up uh, paying the most. So games, for example. Mm -hmm. Games just make money from selling you candy or toys or whatever is right. sort the of thing they pay in games and so I suppose sharing between podcasts is a great way to build literature and it certainly is true that listenership expands because like once you sort of get into podcasts you listen a much are there any podcast types that do monetize so to speak pretty, very well like are there some verticals or something like finance or something like that that people pay a lot of money to be on or, or maybe the storytelling big brand people the, the ones we were just talking about
1: really the the champions are Joe Rogan <laughs> and Conan and big personalities. Mm -hmm. Pod Save America's success is born entirely out of their sort of stature as celebrities. And it's also regenerative. So if you get 500,000 listeners out the gate, they tell 500,000 of their friends and it just grows from there. So brands want to attach themselves to something that's viral. Um,
0: So if those are the top of the pyramid, easiest media properties to sell when you're doing like placement... Then if you're building a smaller property, then maybe you're not going to try to sell that inventory to the big brands, but maybe you'll sell other people's podcast listens or something like that, and that's kind of what you're going to promote?
1: Yeah.
0: Has that been what your approach has been for the last little while?
1: So, my Well, you have this
0: cool thing with Skype, which is amazing. That yeah. sounds like a good... And a lot of people do record podcasts through Skype. Was that yeah. their idea? Like, hey, exactly. if you're a podcast producer, use Skype. I just got an inquiry today. And they're like, uh, what's your Skype? You know, tomorrow yeah. at
1: 1.30. So, Web of Women, the show that is out now. Mm-hmm. I'm modeling right now. Web of Women is a show that's out now that you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcast.
0: Anywhere, including your smart speaker or...
1: <laughs> including your smart speaker. Stitcher, would that work? Stitcher. <laughs> is it on the yeah, NPR Radio One public, app? <laughs>
0: NPR One.
1: Um breaker radio po- pocket cast um it is a show that's co- conversations between women all over the world and a woman interviews another woman who, who chooses somebody else to interview so interview so it would be as if i went off and interviewed someone else for in the know now and so it's about connecting powering the world's conversations which is skype's tagline oh. um so it makes a lot of sense and that's something that I also care about like Mm. my background is in brand strategy I don't want to tell any lies about any companies I don't want the listener to feel like why are they selling me a grocery store in Seattle when I live in New
0: Mm -hmm. York okay so so far I'm learning uh, you need big names that sounds good and then you gotta get them get them to like retweet it or whatever Mm -hmm. and I haven't done that I'm gonna do that so to my listeners who are my former guests I suspect that's zero, but I will <laughs> to Okay, that's a good idea. Uh, and retweet or an inst maybe I don't need to send them a picture to Instagram or something, people seem to use this well, instead so on thing. Instagram
1: you can use audio mm.
0: which is great so
1: Instagram you can both listen see of
0: Read a little snippet and then get into the
1: exactly, uh, and that's something yeah, that I can like help a pain you
0: do. To make one of those, no, no, that's no. quite easy to do, really? and I can
1: help you do it.
0: Okay, so I got to do that. Yeah, and then maybe I need to appear on other podcasts slash other podcasts to trade with me promos.
1: Exactly,
0: that's very doable.
1: Yeah. Most workspaces today are vying for millennial attention by creating unlimited beer and ping pong tables, those are all great things to do. Maybe at work, maybe not at work, but it's completely missing the point, which is that our minds are increasingly taken up by bullshit and by media that wants us rather than wants to give to us. And at work, in order to expand our creativity, to focus our minds, there are a number of hacks that we can introduce in addition to beer and ping pong, like meditation, like reading Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, but that all aside, it's really about the space that we occupy. So if we're in a cluttered space, our mind is often cluttered. That aside, having a space that is diverse as the people are, that is comfortable, that is easily movable, that can be constructed and reconstructed and deconstructed in the same amounts of time, where you're surrounded by other people that are enjoying that type of space is a pretty cool thing. If the workspace can be a definite workspace, but a good workspace, then you're in business.
0: So this podcast is brought to you by Notel. Thanks for listening. Okay, so another chapter I want to explore with you a little bit is... um, Since the business of advertising is a diminishing component of the way media gets made, and especially the most interesting media in some ways, or maybe the most fast-moving, maybe not fundamentally the most interesting, mm-hmm. but but the fast-moving, like new things people seem to make, it seems like someone decides they want to make it, then they just make it. And it might be because it's some you know, like Netflix with some really strong point of view and and the resources to take it to to market and already has customers. Or maybe it's people who are brands or businesses or other people with relationships to certain audiences and they want to make messages for them. And I know that we spend lots of money actually making stuff for uh, Notel's audience, either customers or prospects, to just like learn about what we do. And to call that like content production is a bit weird. It's like we make PowerPoints, we go visit them, we talk to them, we have events, things like that. But I suppose this is an interesting format to help educate them on uh, what's changing and what's going on. And maybe that's what some of your customers or your partners or things like that are going to want to do
1: over Absolutely. time. Yeah.
0: But is it a one-off thing? Because I feel like many companies just do one-offs. You know, they make like a video. It's five minutes. It's on their website and no one ever cares. And, yeah. But nice. they don't make like whole channels, you know. Like yeah.
1: That's why podcasts are incredible. <laughs> I think this is one of the best-owned media platforms you can have. And it's incredibly versatile. So... You can talk about the future of work, you can talk about the value of Notel, an and you can also celebrate employees, you can celebrate um, art. <laughs> you can celebrate design, members. Design, workplace, yeah, yeah innovation, um, yeah. And, and that is a manifestation, an ongoing manifestation that's relatively low-lift, we're just hanging out, we'd wanna hang out anyway.
0: Yeah, it's fun, it is I'm fun. having fun.
1: Yeah, and now the whole world could theoretically access our own human voice in their ears, which is no small thing. I mean, I know it's aspirational, but it's no small thing. Like, mm-hmm. This is, what, what we're starting to see in the podcast space is as podcast listening goes up, social media use goes down. Mm-hmm. So we feel better listening to someone's voice tell a story than we do by scrolling through social. This mm-hmm. is value add. Um, hopefully somebody's learning from what we're saying, but even if they're not, they're engaging in communication with humans
0: that's an interesting point notwithstanding the word stories being replicated around the different social media apps they really aren't stories they're just these annoying little fragments and you just you sort of scroll through them because they don't connect to each other at yeah. all and uh stories are m- much more compelling and actually they're and character i mean yeah the best podcast just in a 20 or 40 minute thing is like a whole world and then of course across the series uh isn't it funny how that, that guy on the Daily
1: Michael Barbaro. talks
0: so slowly? Like, his character is established in just a few seconds, but he's there for you on all the stories. Yeah, yeah. how interesting. It is quite powerful. and it, Yeah, it's very, it's sticky and attachy. Yes. So, you know, what we are not very explicitly already discussing just um, outside this room before we get started, but it's kind of a variation on this theme is like, well, Notel runs hundreds of buildings all around the world, a lot of offices, lots of companies. Some of these spaces are in different ways shared. We have this um, neighborhood thing where we've started opening a bunch of different concepts. It's not officially launched, but neighborhood has a few things. One thing is called Common commons, which is sort of a coffee shoppy kind of thing, which is just for our, our um, the staff of the different clients. Uh, there's a thing called Haven, where you can go and work quietly, heads down, no one bothers you. It's very like a focus environment and we have a thing called studio. Studio is basically meeting rooms, small meeting room, big meeting room, whatever. You can book it and have a private space to meet. And finally, there is something called experience, which is for larger scale events. Each of these things are sort of a variation on what you do in offices anyway. In your office, you might have a big meeting, but sometimes you have a really big meeting and maybe you need to do it at experience. Or maybe you want to do one downtown and you should book something at a studio. Or you just want to get out of the office and just sit at a a coffee shop table place and you go to Commons to do that. And these are variations of things people do in an office. As we're talking about the usefulness of podcast-type stuff and production and media, we were sort of thinking we should make a space where we, and maybe others, could come record, produce, and and publish podcasts. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Will, will it help in the know get to the next level?
1: Absolutely will help in the know get to the next level because there are... A community of independent creators that need space and through coming to the podcast studio or the creative studio whatever you create they'll know about in the know and they'll know about no so it's natural lead generation and also natural evangelism so if this is an offering or an offering at a slightly discounted rate for independent creators, and you subsidize it either because you say, hey, this is a great marketing, this is a good exposure for us, or you say, actually, we're gonna charge independent creators X, or we're gonna charge our largest clients Y, um, which will also give them some benefit, or you you connect the independent creators with the larger clients who also want to to get into the advertising space. Um, I mean, it's a win all around, and also, just through the learned experience of like okay here are the podcasts that we've created out of this space here are the best ones and here's how they were created and here are the people that worked on them what could we now do with oh, yeah them? we could have
0: like little meetups and learning and all this kind of stuff oh sure this is so lovely yeah i'm looking forward so basically your advice in our conversation today is we should work more closely together to make <laughs> in the know the world's most important media property
1: yes for sure you think that's a good
0: vision you know I had a first name for it before Amy Cuddy helped me improve the name my first name for it was world domination it's not very <laughs> in charming. the know is for <laughs> sure better I agree with it Cuddy well thank you Shira